Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Thanks very much for joining us today. It's a pleasure to have you with us. And my next guest is going to be with us right now, a Harris Glasser from Serving the People Press in New York, New York. And uh, Harris, uh, you know, let me let me tell you something. Picture your business like an orange. Give it a light squeeze. That's what most people do with their business. They give it a light squeeze. Harris is in the business of teaching people how to squeeze the most juice out of their orange we all have the idea that we need to do more business to make us more money. But what Harris has done for himself and others is teach others how to get the best use out of their business, time, and money that you're currently working with now. So let's get into it with Harris. Harris, thanks so much for joining us. Welcome to the show. Wonderful to be here. And you said that so well. It, it's a graphic that I, I've talked to a lot of people over time. It's, you know, just give that thing a light squeeze. That's what you're doing with your life and your business. Isn't that a shame? Yes, not just with their business, but like you said, with their life. No one's getting all the juice that the orange has to offer. Why? why? Tell us, why, why do you think, and, and while you're doing that, tell us also how you started serving the people uh, uh, press and, and, and why you started it. Well, through most of the years of my life, I had the... Uh, the grace to be successful at an early age, and people would come to me and ask for advice, which, by the way, sometimes I don't uh, believe that. Just because you're successful, you're smart, <laughs> but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> right. Better to be lucky so, than smart. <laughs> yeah, oh, I have seen that over and over again. But anyway, so people would come to me for advice, and I'd give them advice. A lot of it would be out of the box, and sometimes they'd look at me like, what? I said, just do what I'm telling you to do. It works. And they'd come back a week or so later with big smiles on their face. So after a lifetime of doing this for people, I just put together a collection of all the true stories, all the incidents, so that people could read it and draw upon it. Even if it doesn't apply to their specific situation, it doesn't matter. They walk away from the book with a mindset that makes them go, I had a couple say that to me. They ran into a situation and they said, ah, I know what Harris would do in this situation. And so they fixed, they resolved their problem. So that's what it is. The book is the result of a lifetime of, of stories of helping people, you know, and myself. What's the, what's the theme of, of this all that, that we just don't understand that life is not about the surface level. It's more about when you get deeper into things. Is that the theme? You know, you're saying it so well. I had someone, it's funny, people read the book, everyone gets something else out of it. I had one fellow, he stopped me on the street, he saw, recognized my picture, and he said, I read your book from beginning to end, which it's not really meant to do that, but it's great. He said, and do you know what it's about? I said, do tell. He said, you're using money in business and in people's personal 
you know, uh, situations at home. You're using it, money, as a vehicle to teach people how to stand up for themselves and not be intimidated. He says everything in there points to everything you've done for people and how you've done that. And I said, you got it. You read between the lines. And that's the thing. We don't stand up for ourselves. We do get ourselves intimidated. And also, we have a funny way of looking at things. We're constantly trying to improve uh, our life by having more and earning more. And it's, whoa, slow down. <laughs> I once read life is something that's happening while you're you're pursuing <laughs> down the road other stuff. Mm-hmm. You you know there's a, a from a business analogy standpoint I want just want to share a quick story uh at one point I I had a business going and we were always leaving the office to go find new clients new business right and we were mm-hmm. always walking by these rows of file cabinets that had all of our client files in there and it was just as if we were walking right by all of our best opportunities on the way out to find one that was very hard to find, and I and I think that's a lot of business situations where they they're looking outside for something that's already inside the walls of their office. Would you agree with that? I cannot believe what you just told me. It's phenomenal because I'll give you an exact story of how I helped this couple in that situation. They were doing just what you said. They would they were peddling uh, jewelry down on the garment exchange in New York City, and they'd go office to office, and they're always moaning about, oh my God, to sneak past the bosses to you know you know to be able to sell a twenty five dollar pair of earrings to the receptionist. They didn't want to get caught, and they'd come back every week, get paid five dollars at a time. Oh, yeah, it was a thing. It was a thing, and this is you know every day they faced doing this. Nate, it was a drudge. I said, wait a second, are you telling me that you are sneaking past the people making the large six-figure income to get to the person making small five-figure income? Yes, mm. what are you doing? I said, you've got to sneak past the receptionist and, and the secretary <laughs> so you can get into the, the, the big money boss. That's what you've got to do. What are you doing? And a light bulb went off in their head. And just like you said, you're walking past the file cabinets, the clients. And as a result of just an adjustment with, that I gave them within their own business, not working harder, not trying to do more business, not anything, that adjustment, they're very wealthy today, and they sell only very expensive lines, and they hold very expensive personal jewelry parties in wealthy people's homes. And as a result... They don't have to work that much because they sell a few pieces a year, and they're fine. That's nice. getting more juice out of your orange. Working less, making more, enjoying more, and having more time. And is the big problem for a lot of people that they're kind of trying to they're trying to plan out their strategy? Uh, they're trying to plan out their their war strategy on the front line instead of getting behind the line in a peaceful place. I mean, none of the generals you know, went right to where all the fighting was going on and tried to create their strategy there. They went to a peaceful place to create their strategy to implement, right? That's right. You know, isn't there a difference of being in a chess game or you're sitting back and you're watching the two people play chess? Ah, good good analogy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. 
I have had that in a uh, in a business in a car rental business started with my two sons. We started with four vehicles, and about in about a year and a half we had eighty vehicles. Right, we're working our brains off seven days a week. Not good. That to me, quality of life is the other half of making money. <laughs> It's not just about. I once read something. It was great. It was. Uh, it was on a T-shirt. It said, "Whoever has the most toys when they die wins." Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what we did was we sat down, took a step back, sat down, and analyzed. Analyzed that back door. We're able to reduce eighty vehicles down to fifty. Worked less, made more. Had. Lots of time, a lot of less stress and pressure, and it was phenomenal. And eventually, we sold that. It was an easy business to sell. That's great. That's great. So, so tell us. You know, there's a lot of money books out there. There's a lot of you know this money book and that money book. How is your book different? How would our le- how would our readers find it uh, refreshing from what else is out there? Because so many books talk about you know investing your money. Or uh, you know how to play markets, or how to stay home and make six-figure income. I don't ever have ever found a book that teaches you within the confines of your own situation, without earning more money, how to utilize your money and situation to max it out to get the most juice. So, like I explained with these people with the jewelry or the car rental, no one talks about how to do that. Everyone's trying to teach you how to grab more business, how to sell, how to get more clients. Whoa, no. You walk away from here and you go, wait a second. I've been working way too hard. And, you know, and I had an economist say to me, he says, Harris, what you're teaching is what economists call a an economic excess. People don't know it, but they have excesses. And everyone's just trying to make ends meet. And I said, that's right. And when you walk mm-hmm. away from the book, you realize with little adjustments in every little thing. Bill, I'm not talking about you know buying a house and a car. Of course we look at those things 90 different ways. I'm talking about teaching you from the time you get up and you buy your first cup of coffee, the time you go to sleep. You are throwing money out the window and you don't even know it. And the book shows you that and points that out and how to fix it naturally that's phenomenal and now how did you uh you know you you have sold your business you've sold the business and uh how did you yeah. approach that uh with with this in mind how did you use that approach for selling your business okay the first thing is great great question the first thing is do you search out there Every business sells differently. Some sell for you know X amount times earnings, sometimes X amount uh, times uh, gross business. The, you know, it, there's a formula for every business, and you can Google it. It's easy, right? Mm-hmm. You can Google you know different businesses for sale, right? Now you have a rough idea of what your business goes for. So I throw it out there, right? And before you know, brokers are calling you. Now, what you really want to do is interview the brokers because you'll get brokers that will be promise you the world. And then as soon as you sign with them, mm, you know, I think you're a little overpriced. You're going to have to come down. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they play these games. 
You need to find the right fair value for yourself of what your business is worth. And then you'll know when you find the right broker. I've done that and, you know, had great, great results with that. But you need to know for yourself. It's always about that. And when, when you're talking about knowing for yourself, is that because you've had, you've stepped back and said, what, what is my gap that's going to make my financial situation whole? You know, what's going to carry me through? What's the price I need to get? Is that where that starts from? Well, no, it's uh, actually, it's, I found it starts with, uh, I practice his interesting thing. I was told by one broker, he says, what do you have here? You have, uh, you know, you don't own the cars. They come from Chrysler. You, you, you lease your space. What are you selling? I said, I'm selling a key that opens a door that in the morning when you open it at the end of the year, it's going to put X amount of dollars in your pocket. I like that's that a saying. lot. I like that a lot. <laughs> that is okay. that's now I'm now I'm hooked. <laughs> okay. So that's what you're selling. I talk about that in the book in one of the chapters. So you have to know your value, your worth. And the way you do that is simple. You you know what you're earning, right? And then, mm-hmm. you know, you can go online to see the multiple some businesses sell for five times earnings, some ten times, some seven. You'll know what it is. That's easy, especially in today's times. Oh my God, with you know, with Google and all the sites, is very. Oh, the information's out there. Yeah, absolutely. The information's out there. So then you say to yourself, okay, you know, you know, I like the number. I don't like the number. It doesn't matter. You have to arrive at what that real number is, what it's worth to somebody to buy. Because let's say I'll make up a number. You're making, you know, a hundred thousand dollars a year. You're not going to sell it for twelve million dollars. You may like to. But that's not happening. <laughs> yeah, that's but a good point. But it's coming. To, it's get... coming. I'm sorry. It's coming to grips with that first. It's coming to grips with what that number, uh, the range of that number is going to be, and deciding if that's the number you like or or what you're going to need to do to change that number down the road. Right. The next thing is you have to determine is important terms. Mm-hmm. If you want all your money up front, well you're going to have to take a little less. If you're going to take a, a, you know, a down payment and payments over two years, ten years, three years, that has to be determined. Rate of interest needs to be determined. And this is very, very important. And I don't care if you sell a business for cash in one shot or it's laid out over the, you know, payments. You owe a duty to that buyer to make sure they are fully trained, and the transition is just smooth and easy, so they don't get hurt. Now, we're not talking about selling a business to a monster corporation, just you know, gobbling up, you mm-hmm. Know, mm-hmm. whatever. You're selling to an individual, so you may feel that, well, he paid me one shot, okay, sale of the. No, absolutely not. You owe it to him and your customers that were loyal to you. No less if he's paying out over years, and we spent. You know, X amount of months, you know, with with buyers, you know, buyer each time there was a sale of a business until we were comfortable that they were comfortable. And then you knew it was a marriage. Great, great point. So, okay, so we have your, we have our number, we have our terms. What else do we need to know? You should have a plan for after you sell it. 
in other words, unless you're walking away with enough money because you've sold a monster business, and even then, you need to have a plan. Okay, so you're going to take some time off. Wonderful. Right. That passes. You could just take so much time <laughs> off. Uh-huh. You can. My dad used to say when I was a kid, I want to make a zillion dollars. He says, what would you do if you made a zillion dollars? Eat an extra slice of pizza? Wear two pair of pants mm-hmm. at one time? Travel the world, lay on a beach? You'll get tired of it. He said, think about your life, what you really want to be doing. And so when you sell a business, not like, ah, oh, done, fine, go over with. Oh, wait, now, okay, now you have your life to live. You need to have a plan in front of you, you know, uh, because you just can't. I don't know about anyone else. I couldn't spend it on a golf course all day, every day. Uh, what, what uh, are you talking about? I have, Bill, I have friends of mine who sold businesses, huge fortunes. One went down to Florida, retired, didn't take too long, and he was back in, the, in business again. <laughs> I have a brother of mine, brother of mine, who uh, sold a huge moving business, moved upstate on a farm. Well, he's now, he says, I work harder than when I was working, now that I'm retired. Right. <laughs> And it's exactly what I thought you where I thought you would say because of your experience, and I'm glad you did because our listeners need to hear that that you need to have a plan for what you're going to do with your life after you're done with your business or after you're out of your business. Uh, I've been talking with Harris Glasser, and again, um, serving the people press. Harris, tell us about the what's the name of the book? I don't have it on my sheet here in front right. of me. The name of the book is "It's My Money, and I Want It." It's my money, and I want it, and you'll find it on my website at harrishelps.org, H-A-R-R-I-S, helps.org. It's my money, and I want it. It'll blow you away. I mean, people come up to me, and you know, it's amazing, all the different things people have gotten out of it. Uh, know, and, and again, uh, um, go ahead. So Go ahead. No, I say, and and it's interesting because it, the essence of it is squeezing, you know, we're squeezing that orange, and it's not only you're squeezing it for money, you're squeezing it for quality of life, and the feedback people get me of of things they've applied and done in their life, it's like it, it keeps adding to my learning, and like, wow, that's phenomenal that you did that, you know, with, you know, they they keep applying it, so because it's endless, it's endless the applications, you know, so well, it's, it's for our listeners. Rewarding. I know where I'm going next. I'm going to go to the website, harrishelps.org. Uh, you can tell this guy is a master communicator, Harris. <laughs> you did a great <laughs> job. Thanks so much for explaining so many things. So, so wonderfully and graphically for our, our listeners today. Not too many people can do that as effectively as you have. And I hope you'll come back and join us again for some more stories and tips for our listeners, Harris. Thanks so much. You are welcome. And remember, every day is the first day of the rest of your life. So enjoy it. <laughs> Thank you, Harris. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after this message. So please stay with us. You're listening to ExitCoachRadio.com, the information station for age 50-plus business owners, where we're interviewing top advisors for their best tips, ideas, and precautions. So you can be well planned. We upload new one-minute tips every day. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. Business owners. 
If you came back from lunch and there was a resignation letter on your desk, which employee would you really, really not want it to be from? What are you doing to prevent this from happening? At Exit and Retirement Strategies, we design plans that attract, motivate, and retain key employees. For a free consultation, call Bill Black, the Exit Coach, at 866-370-3774. Call today. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 